0: one of has got a secret, can you keep it, swear this one will say Better lock it in your pocket, taking this one to the grave If I show you, then I know you won't tell what I said Cause two can keep a secret, if one of them
1: is dead Well hello, and welcome to this episode of What the Actual F. My name is Harmony and, well, they tell me that I'm the host around here. I sure hope whenever you stumble upon this episode, you are having a fantastic day. And if for some reason you're not, maybe you're feeling a little down in the dumps, let me remind you of something. We are currently on a floating rock in space. You are nothing but a fleshy meat suit run by electricity and impulses at least according to science. So if you're all bummed out, just remember, <laughs> you're just a meat suit run by electricity. There's no explanation. So your feelings just, you know, <clears throat> nothing matters, okay? All right, cool, smile, be happy. And now I'm gonna ruin that mood because I'm gonna tell you some fucked up shit. Yeah, this one's this one's really just okay. It's, it's cuckoo bananas. But it does center around one of my favorite things when it comes to crime. That would be fatal love triangles. I know, some of you are going to be like, uh, that's that's weird, Harmony. I mean, (laughs) you have a favorite in crime? Okay, like some people would say, "Ooh, that's a red flag. And you know, I get it, I get it, I understand. But also, let me point out, you're here to listen to that. Because of my obsession, you meet me here so I can tell you. Yeah, and as they say, one man's treasure is another man's trash. Oh, what's that? Oh, it's the other way around. Well, you know, same thing. So let me go ahead and give you a little synopsis of exactly what you will be diving into with me today. Now, many of you know I live in Florida and, well, that's exactly where our story takes place (laughs) because why the fuck not, right? I mean, we're home to Florida man, so like, why not vicious just insane murders, but great for a read and like, a dark tale to tell your friends. Two Florida teens would be pitted against each other by a boy, because they're teenagers and like, you know, I'm sure you remember, you were like, oh my god, I love him, or oh, she puts my balls in her mouth, she's the best. And you'd do crazy things when you are a teenager, but this, this takes the cake. But who is actually fully at blame here? And I mean, we're going to get down to the bottom of this one because this one's solved. But let's go through this like as if we were watching it play out because this shit is crazy. Now, these teens that were so in love with this boy, and I'm going to tell you right now, I don't see it. I don't understand. But apparently he is just incredible because these three women want him. And of course, because three women want him, oh man, that guy's a ladies man, they begin to taunt one another and just like, just become real twats to each other. Like it's, they got real vicious. However, these little mean words back and forth weren't just that. Because eventually both of them would snap, but only one would end up dead ladies and gentlemen and everything else whoever you are whatever you identify as because i don't care it's your body i love you no matter what seriously i could give two shits and if it pisses you off that i said that then you don't need to listen to my podcast because i probably don't like you this is the insane story of rachel wade and the florida love triangle It's a tragic teenage love triangle. Two beautiful girls in love with one bad boy. These two girls get lovesick over the wrong guy. But this romantic rivalry has a very modern twist. Social media. What were some of the things that were being said back and forth?
0: This is my man. I'm going to kick your ass.
1: A nasty war of words plays out online and over the phone.
0: Please tell me you would be a dumb enough put a brand
1: new picture of you and Josh at the beach. Let me tell you about the people involved in this crazy love story. Okay, maybe love story isn't correct. We'll say love tragedy. 18 year old Sarah Ludman was enraged. Her boyfriend Josh was two-timing her with his ex. Yeah, see, already off to a great start, right? I know. Now, his ex, you may be familiar with her as I just said her name introducing this case. His ex was Rachel Wade. And Rachel had been taunting Sarah about it all the time. This girl did not let Sarah rest without knowing that, hey, guess what I'm doing? I'm fucking your man. Mm Mm-hmm. And what are you going to do about it? But Rachel would go farther than this. She would constantly send her messages just insanely vile. She would post all over her social media that she was out loving her boo and post pictures of her and Josh. She would even call Sarah's phone and threaten her life. Now, of course, this this had to stop. This was not okay. Now, you're probably going to agree the way they decide to go about making it stop, because it does stop. Just, they probably could have gone, like, through a powwow and had a conversation instead of ending it in murder. But they didn't do that, and, well, we're here to talk about exactly what they did do. With a couple of friends in tow, Sarah drove her parents' minivan to where Rachel was staying at the time. However, Rachel was already prepared for Sarah to show up. So she came packing with a razor sharp steak knife. And yes, I had to state that it was razor sharp because I don't sharpen my knives in my kitchen. I will literally fight with them tooth and nail before I go buy a sharpener because I'm an idiot. That's the moral of that little anecdote. Now, of course, these two girls coming face to face can only end badly. They definitely were not there to hug it out and sing kumbaya to one another. They both charged at each other, ready to fucking throw hands and, in Rachel's case, toss a knife into someone's body. And that's exactly what Rachel did. And that's exactly what Rachel did. She ended up stabbing Sarah once in the shoulder before it pierced her heart. Sarah would end up dying within an hour. And now, Rachel was looking at facing a life sentence in prison. All that over a boy. Mm -mm. Listen, I'm just going to say this one time and I really hope that, I don't know, someone out there takes this. If someone cheats on you, just fucking drop them. Let them go. But I love them. Oh my god. I don't care. If you guys have agreed to be monogamous, if you guys have agreed to only be with one another and they step out of that, it's not just the cheating, it's the fact that they disrespected you. They didn't say, hey, you know what, whatever we're doing here, be it in the bedroom or emotionally is not working for me. And I think I need to go find it somebody else, some in somebody else. Sorry. And you go, all right, cool. You know what? Sometimes people don't work out. I understand. I hope you have a great life and I wish you well. It was great with all we had, but goodbye. However, that's usually never how it goes, and well, that's why we're here. So let's keep going. Oh, real quick, before we jump to the next segment, let me just say, I did repeat myself on accident earlier, and usually, I would edit these little things out. However, right now, my software is being a little, well, it's being a butthead, and it's not letting me, so sorry about that. Let's just act like it didn't happen, all right? Cool. Thank you. Never got a good feeling from him. Ever. Ever. Ever.
0: And Just
1: that we, gut feeling, you know? 19 year old Josh was a player, reportedly a deadbeat dad to a toddler, and according to journalist Lane DeGregory, loved being the bad boy. I, I think he, he uh, fashioned himself to be a little thug kid. Pictures with guns, pictures smoking weed, pictures with pit bulls. That was the image he was striving for as and, a 17, 18 year old. And it was working. And he was getting the girls. Wouldn't you know though, Sarah and Rachel were not the only teens who wanted Josh. Sarah and Aaron, who was the mother of Josh's child, allegedly had a fight just two weeks before Sarah was killed. And I'm sure you can figure out why they were fighting, because they both wanted Josh. This whole tragedy would go down in Pinellas Park, Florida, because of course, why not, in 2009. The trial of Rachel Wade would reveal in technological clarity how the series of events would escalate from just some little simple high school love triangle to, no, the boy's mine, now he's mine, you know, like a little Brandy and Monica song playing out in real life, to brutal murder. So now we know that Sarah, Rachel, and Aaron Slothower all want Josh Camacho. Yes, if you've seen Idiocracy, His last name is Camachio as well. Now, these three girls were all chasing after him for the better part of eight months. And let me tell you, Josh, he's, he's, uh, I'm just gonna explain him. He was a smooth talking boy who stood around five foot five. He had angular features and coarse black hair and cafe latte skin. Many women would call him a moocher. Hell, even his friends would say the same. The police would call him a player. And he would call the ladies who were chasing him friends with benefits. Yeah, Josh is what we would identify as a fuckboy. Fuck boy, fuck boy. According to many, Rachel was a bit more worldly than her rival Sarah. She decided to quit school at the age of 16 and go get her GED. She then began paying for her very own apartment by working as a waitress at Applebee's. Side note, I did exactly what she did. My mom kicked me out of the house before I was 18 because we lived in Georgia and legally I was considered an adult at 17. I got my own place and worked at Applebee's. Rachel, however, was also named biggest flirt in high school. I, however, was not. Now, she had dated a lot of boys by the time she decided to start going for Josh. She wasn't really, it seemed, wanting anything serious. This was until Josh. Somehow, this man captivated her like no other could. In contrast, Sarah was a bit of a late bloomer when it came to her love life. According to the St. Petersburg's Times, before Sarah decided to go for Josh, she made straight A's and aspired to be a veterinarian. She hadn't really had any thoughts of dating before and was apparently still also a virgin, which she took pride in. However, after meeting Josh at the Chick-fil-A where he worked, this would all change. And I guess you could say this is where the real start of our tale begins.
0: He came out of the back smelling like french fries and winked at her and no one had ever really flirted with Sarah. And so she was just completely blown away that this guy was interested in her. Rachel and Sarah both fell hard for Josh. There was just one problem. He didn't want each girl to find out about each other.
1: This brings us to the Fall of 2008. At this time Josh was either dating or maybe just hooking up with Sarah, Rachel, and Aaron. The man had a pretty packed schedule. It's not even clear in most of the media coverage or the resources for my research how he was even able to juggle this but three teens differing schedules probably did help as they all had their own lives and i'm sure he found a way to tweak it so here's how the schedule would sometimes go down sarah had an 11 pm curfew aaron worked two jobs and was only available really late at night and of course we all know rachel had her own apartment where josh would just go and stay So he basically had a rotating schedule all day with these three women. Aaron had already become pregnant by Josh and they did have a little boy. It was, however, Rachel and Sarah who most savagely would home in on each other when they learned about the truth that they were all hooking up with Josh. They began to like meddle into each other relentlessly, digging into their lives and viciously making exchanges with one another online, in text. They didn't care who saw it, but they were out for blood. They would swap extremely venomous texts and voicemails and provoke one another all the time. Any of the posts that the girls would make on their social medias would constantly be antagonized and pushed into and mocked and jabbed at by the other girl. They were really going back and forth in this sort of toxic tango. But eventually, this virtual catfight would actually hit the real world. And that's where things would explode. See these public brawls in which the young girls would literally duke it out hard-bitten street fighters to one another were just the beginning. Honestly as I continue to like repeat the things that I've researched, I really don't understand what Josh had over these girls. I mean, listen, it's not even about, like, height, because I know some women are going to go, oh my god, it's because he's not at least six feet tall, so that's rude harmony. No, dude, I love short people. I am short. If you're a short man, hell yeah, you are short and you're amazing. Own that shit. I am under five feet tall, however, my license does say I am five foot, so, like, okay, I get it. It's just the whole thing that he's a douche. Like, I mean, three women and the way he did it, like, yeah but I'm getting sidetracked, let's continue. So they were, you know, duking it out and just having real public fights, be it online or in person, all because of Josh. At the time of Sarah's murder, Josh was only 19 and living with his parents. He worked manual jobs and had a little boy. He didn't have a lot of financial stability or even support. He didn't just cheat this one time with these three women. He was a known cheater. Basically, he just couldn't keep it in his pants, if you know what I'm saying. But hey, at the same time, do your thing, but like, don't cheat on people, That's simple. If you wanna fuck, then make it clear that you just wanna fuck and not be in a relationship. Cause some people out here do. And, of course, when those people do and they find out they're crossed, they get mad. And instead of getting mad at the person, they get mad at the other. And yeah, this situation definitely could have been handled better, but it just, it gets real bad. It gets bad. Now, before we move along to further our story, I'd like to say that many people close to Josh and that knew all of the girls actually even would go on to claim that it may not have just been these three girls. It seemed as though Josh was also maybe messing around with many other women. These are only the ones that, I guess, became aware of each other. Yeah, so uh, what do you say we just uh, keep on going through this shit show, right?
0: I was trying to think of what I could have done differently, and I could have tried to approach her and tell her, you know, it's not me, it's not you, it's him.
1: Both girls were engaged in a vicious internet battle over another teenager, Joshua Camacho.
0: Did he deserve your love? No, none of us.
1: Now, at this point, you may be forming your very own opinion about Josh. Mr. Camacho. I'm sorry, again, it just makes me think of idiocracy. That's why I really won't say his last name a lot in this story. And no, I do not feel bad for making fun of him because, I mean, look why we're here. It's because of him and his douchebaggery. Now, a lot of people had their own opinions of Josh, including Rachel Wade's attorney. He would actually go on to say that Josh was very sweet-talking, and he had a way to, like, manipulate people because he was so conniving. Basically, Josh knew how to work you to get whatever the hell he wanted apparently his sweet talking was so good that all three of these girls were paying bills for him they were making sure that he led a comfortable life that he was enjoying himself he was having a good time he didn't have to really worry about finances because he lived with his parents he worked like did little odds and end things like very menial and sometimes manual but he was mainly known to work at chick-fil-a and like find little ways to get money but he didn't have a lot which i'm not knocking anybody i mean like it's tough out there. I get it, but in that same regard, he's out here using these other women and being like, "Yo, hey, baby, I love you. What's up? Can I crash here? Sweet. What's for dinner? Ah, oh, you know, I don't, I don't like that mac and cheese. Uh, you got some some steak? Ah, uh, yes. All right. Yeah. No, that's cool. I mean, I appreciate you boo. You know, like just using them, and like the moment one of them has to go somewhere or go to work, God forbid, you know, support him, uh, <laughs> he's on to the next one. And then just closes the night out and starts it all over again like every day it's a loop these women just yeah so of course finding out about one another pretty upsetting but shouldn't have gone this way however josh really is he's got some responsibility here in the moral and ethical area and that is exactly how rachel's attorney sees it now by no means does this excuse rachel or what she did but Josh isn't very innocent either. He actually was quoted by several people that knew him and Sarah and Aaron and Rachel and others that he would tell the three of them, quote, if you really love me, you will fight for me. Nah, that's where I go. Okay. Uh, no, I gotta go. Bye. Sorry. (laughs) It's been fun. There's a difference between fighting somebody for someone as opposed to maybe fighting yourself or like overcoming issues with somebody but fighting a person because you need to prove to that person you love them, that is ludicrous and I want no part of it and I hope that you guys would know that you deserve better than that as well. But apparently and sadly these three teenage girls didn't believe that they deserved somebody that did in fact choose them and not made them fight for them.
0: Next message. Please tell me, Sarah, why you would be a dumb enough to to put a brand new picture of you and Josh at the beach. Seriously, I told you to watch your back and not to chill with him. Now your ass is mine, and I'm guaranteeing you I'm going to murder you. I'm letting you know that now because you know what? Josh might have played me, but bitch, I'm going to play your ass out too. Watch. You're a. Fat bitch, and I'm gonna kill you. I swear on my life. Watch out your window when I get off work tonight, you dumb bitch. End of message.
1: So at this point, I think it's safe to all agree that Josh has a way with his words. Apparently, this man can make women fall so madly in love with him that they're willing to fight one another to the death. And no i don't think i'm being dramatic because that's exactly what happened i mean hello that's why we're here now i'm about to say something that's going to probably either shock you or make you go "Ho, oh, wow he really is freaking smooth because despite all the evidence despite all the voicemails despite all the threats despite all the pictures despite all the text messages despite all the phone calls despite everything. All the evidence to the contrary. Josh was always able to convince each three of these girls that they were, in fact, his one and only. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't even know what to say to that. So like, we just got to continue because what the fuck? I mean like he was so successful at it that even he began seeing Sarah while Aaron was pregnant with his son and then managed to keep both of them on a string after they found out about each other so Aaron's pregnant and he's over here like no dude Sarah's just a friend no seriously I know that. she's crazy about me it's insane you know I love you you got you got a baby boy inside of you there's nothing going on there I swear and then flip it around and Sarah's all like but you got her pregnant and like you guys are together and she he's like no 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 that was just like a fluke i don't even care about her there's nothing i'm just there for for my baby i love you like that is exactly how he was doing it and then of course introduce rachel and it just it gets worse but each of them would believe his lies no matter what they saw in their reality so basically where we're at right now is josh is seeing all three of these women for a while they didn't really know about one another He was, I guess you could say, a bit successful at his conniving, scheming ways. However, they did end up finding out about each other. And when they did, instead of listening to, I don't know, common sense and everybody else, they began lashing out at one another. Because this man was telling them, if you don't fight for me, you don't love me because it's not true what they're saying. You're my only one. I only love you. I don't know how you can believe all of this. That picture is nothing. I don't know what they're talking about. It's not real. Again, I don't get it. And who knows, maybe you see something I don't. However, all of this back and forth this fighting, was about to become deadly. Next message. It's so funny
0: how you talk and you want to sit there and say that my man Without your house? Then tell me what he was wearing tonight, Sarah. You're a dumb bitch for real. If you're f***ing lying, I'm going to find you and I'm going to beat your ass. If you're not lying, I'm going to find you and beat your ass, okay? You keep playing f***ing games. You're a pathetic little bitch and you're a little f***ing girl. Honestly, what the f*** do you have that's going for you that Josh wants you over me for? I got a job, have my own place. Have... What the f***? Seriously? He could get anything he wants from me. and he. Thing. Not to mention that I look probably ten times better than you, and you run your mouth. You still got your mommy and daddy's curfew, bitch. For God's sake, what do you? Why do you run your mouth, and why are you that pathetic? Please do leave it on your MySpace because that's old news, just like you and him are. So keep talking, Sarah. You don't know when to stop. You haven't learned your lesson yet. But I'm gonna teach you it. I'm telling you now. Keep with me, Sarah. You dumb, psychotic little bitches. And I'm telling you now, I'm gonna show you psycho. Keep with me or are with the wrong person and with the one thing that I care about. So can't f***ing go Sarah, play your my game because I'm going to teach you how to grow up real quick. End of message.
1: So now, according to the St. Petersburg Times where it got a lot of my information about this, Rachel would go on to tell a friend that Josh had slept over. However, even with like his assurance that he'd been giving her, she still suspected that he was possibly actually seeing Sarah. Well, of course, later that day, she would actually learn that Josh was in fact seeing Sarah. <gasps> oh my God, I know you guys are all shocked. I, I know, I know. Well, rightfully pissed off, however, she definitely could have gone like a different route because she went creeper crazy real quick. She decided to go on a little rampage. She decided to go ahead and drive over to where the two were standing. As soon as she spots Josh and Sarah, she whips out her phone and starts texting. While sitting there, she sends this first message. Now, I know you're not talking to me because you got her. That's right. I don't like you no more. Why are you down the street? Go home, Josh would write back. no, I'll just wait for her to go home, she would finally respond as her last message. Because she didn't in fact sit there and wait. However, before she left, according to several witnesses that would testify at trial, Rachel was heard screaming on speakerphone, threatening Sarah, quote, I'm going to stab you and your Mexican boyfriend. Yeah, she was, she was being real fucking just rude. Which is also kind of weird to me because, like, she's fighting for this guy. Like, she's literally degrading him, but, like, telling Sarah, I'm gonna kick your ass. Why don't you just be like, hey, enjoy him, bye! But she didn't. And again, that's why we're here still. Fights and threats between the girls were common in Josh's world. And not just little catty spats back and forth. We are talking threatening messages that frequently would end up in physical altercations. Yeah, these were not the girls who would sit there and talk shit in messages and then like avoid each other. They would talk shit and then find one another. It was not good. Not good at all. The level of female on female violence that characterized the scene would shock a lot of people. It may not be a shock to many of you to learn that women are pretty shitty to one another, but these two took it to a whole other level. It was actually so bad how much violence went on that in total, the four teens involved in this whole little love tragedy had more than half a dozen police reports directly related to, well, Josh's attention and the way the girls were vying for it jesus they were really going after the wrong people go after josh i mean seriously now just because there were about half a dozen police reports doesn't mean that this was the only amount of times that there was violence allegedly two weeks before sarah would meet her death it was said that aaron josh's baby mama actually basically slugged sarah as hard as she could like sucker punched the shit out of her just knocked her across the jaw i mean the reports from the the people that saw it like she just straight up boop. And this was all because she wanted to get her out of the picture and prove to Josh that no you don't even need Sarah, fuck Rachel, you want me, we have a baby, let's be together. Now, it seems as though Aaron didn't like fight as hard and really have as much as a hand in this, because like I said earlier, it really was between Rachel and Sarah. However, it didn't mean that they weren't all pissed off. Just sadly, they weren't handling it correctly. Josh should have been long gone before we get to, well, where we're about to get to. Alone, she called her close friend Javier to ask for a place to hide. She's crying. She says Sarah and um, a few friends are going to beat her up. So I told her to come over. Fearing Sarah was coming to get her, Rachel hurries from her apartment, but stops in the kitchen and makes a fateful decision. She grabs a knife. Did you know that Rachel had brought a knife to your house? Yes. You know, she was afraid that they were going to, you know, show up and she, was, she had no way to defend herself. Even with the girls sending threats constantly to one another, all the physical altercations that had gone down, and even including the profane death threats that were sent to each other as well, it was still a complete shocked to all parties involved when Rachel killed Sarah. Even Rachel seemed surprised at what she had actually done. When Pinellas Park detectives told her that she had indeed killed Sarah, she immediately broke down. Now, I'm not saying that she's innocent by any means, but at the same time she does genuinely seem like she's kinda shocked. However, she did grab a knife and she says this when I looked down I saw blood I didn't know she would have been stabbed she told this to the jury on like when she was in tears on the stand now again all I have to say to that is you had a knife what did you think that you were gonna just smear some butter on her knives tear skin and then blood I don't know that's like science or something now Rachel stood at a petite five foot four and 115 pounds So she stated that she carried this knife because she was scared of Sarah, who was roughly about five inches taller than her and about 40 pounds heavier. She also would testify that she feared Josh, who she said he once even threatened her with a gun if she ever left him, something he denied. Now, let me say something here. The image of her actually being this fearful girl is a complete opposite of what her social media represents as her all of which has since been shut down. All of her posts would come off that she was independent, that she was basically, you know, someone who could take on the world. She wasn't afraid of anything. Didn't matter who you were, she would take you. However, it's been claimed that also Sarah wasn't some sort of saint either. Because of her obsession or craziness about Josh, how much she adored him, instead of attacking him, she would take her frustrations out on all of her rivals. Again, instead of going to the source, she'd take it out on everybody else. She and her friends would harass Rachel while they waited tables at Applebee's and even followed her around, bumping into her car and shooting silly string at her while she walked around. None of the voicemail messages that Sarah allegedly left for Rachel were ever saved. So we can't hear all of the things that Rachel claims Sarah said. However, there was one from Rachel that was pretty damning. Left for her just seven months before her death, Rachel threatened Sarah's life. Quote, I'm guaranteeing you I'm going to fucking murder you. You're a fucking fat bitch, I'm going to fucking kill you. You guys heard it, I really don't have to sit here and repeat it. After the verdict was read, Sarah's parents had a little to say to the press. All her father could muster up was, quote, it's a tragedy on both sides. And you know, he didn't have to say anything else but that, because that perfectly sums this up. But we're not quite done just yet.
0: And you hear a car screeching around the corner. If she would have gone any faster, I mean, she could have tipped that van.
1: By the time we, we realized what was going on, Sarah had already jumped out of the car, grabbed Rachel's hair, she was punching, Rachel's arms were flying everywhere. Are you like me and probably wondering, so what happened to Josh? Well, besides taking the stand at Rachel's trial, he hasn't really gone public. He's really managed to somewhat stay out of the public light. However, when he did share his side, he said he was never dating either Sarah or Rachel. Even though in a recorded interview he had with police before this, he states he had dated them and he had recently broken it off with Rachel and she was upset. So, I mean, we can all agree he definitely lies. He was also, besides when he testified, notably absent from Rachel's aid during her trial. It's shocking. He told her, you know, if you love me, you should fight for me. And here she is murdering for him, but yet he's nowhere to be found. Oh, sweetie, she's just doing what you asked of her. Why are you hiding? However, according to a friend of Rachel's, Josh was devastated by the tragedy. The murder of Sarah left him no longer wanting to work, she claims. Also stating, after all of this that went down, he would just begin crying and crying. Since then, he's sort of remained real quiet all the time, Thus, doesn't want to do anything. And that's according to a friend that apparently knows him. It is noted that he's also never visited Rachel in jail. Shock, I know. Someone as selfish as him, that I can't believe. However, Rachel would be spending a long time in jail. Pretty sad that he's not gonna stop by with some cookies and see how she's doing. Ultimately, her fate was sealed as a jury of five men and one woman took just two and a half hours to find her guilty of murder in the second degree. On September 3rd, 2010, Rachel Wade was sentenced to 27 years in a state prison. And the judge would go on to state that he did in fact believe that Rachel intended to kill Sarah on that night. Now, the judge may think that Sarah was definitely planning to take Sarah's life that night, but there are many out there that don't think it's that easy. They say that Sarah had a big hand to play in this. And, just as her lawyer claimed, Rachel was simply acting in self-defense. There's a whole Facebook page if you want to check it out called Free Rachel Wade. Irony is, it's starting and ending exactly where it began, on social media. Alright guys, that was the case and the horrible, fatal love triangle of Rachel Wade, Sarah Ludman, and Josh Camacho. Okay, sorry, it's just really fun to say his name like that. ...and watched as her parents said she was portrayed as a bad person in her trial before going up to say she wants to reach out to others because of what she did.
0: I would like to talk to kids, adults who have children in this situation and allow them to know how severe situations like this can become. Then, one by one, loved ones for
1: the 18-year-old teen who was stabbed to death... Went up and asked the judge for the maximum on Rachel.
0: Your Honor, thank you for your time. Remember, this is my daughter. She lays in a cemetery. I go visit her there. Rachel Wade's parents can come and see her. She did not get life in prison. Instead, the judge ordered her to 27 years.
1: And this now brings us to our goodbyes. I hope you guys enjoyed the story of Rachel Wade, Sarah Ludman, Josh Camacho, and Aaron Slothauer. A vicious love square, I guess, not really a triangle here, that would end in murder. I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day whenever you are hearing this. Keep your fleshy meat suits happy by just remembering nothing really matters and you can make the best out of anything. And if that doesn't help you, then remember this. You have survived 100 percent of your good and your bad days. So keep that record going. Anyways, if you would like to get in touch with me, you can follow me on social media. You can find me at oh hey it's harmony on TikTok and on Instagram. Or if social media really isn't your thing, but you want to reach out to me, you can send me an email. You can reach out to me at what the actual eff at gmail.com. Send me your cases, tell me things to look into, tell me about conspiracies, maybe some hauntings, maybe a murder that you know of. Any and everything I will look into. If you're interested, send it my way. I also want to let you guys know before I say goodbye that I will not be releasing an episode next week. I will be out of state in Georgia seeing some friends and out roaming around the state. So if you do want to see what I will be getting into, I do recommend you follow me on the social medias I mentioned a moment ago. Otherwise, I will speak to you on the next episode of What the Actual Left. Until then, I love you guys. Please stay safe because I never want to tell a story about you. Okay, well, <laughs> that's, that's the end. Okay, that means bye. That means stop listening. Okay, I'm gonna go. Ready? One, two three ha you didn't go either okay for real this time I have things to do I'm gonna count to three ready one two love you bye three